Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today is a reboot of sorts. <laughs> it's our first episode in quite a while. We've both had some pretty big life changes, and we've both moved. You moved down the street, I moved to Germany, <laughs> and we have a different format for you, and so we'll, we'll see how that works. We're pretty excited for it. Yeah, Diana had the great idea that maybe we should talk about what we're already into at the time, rather than we used to pick like one, one topic and talk about it, but I think this time... We're going to talk about what we're into already, but then we're still going to share recipes and talk about whatever food we've noticed in the, you know, piece of fiction. And we will still have, like, our little Tasty Time uh, segment as well, and also hopefully this format will, will help the episodes be a little bit shorter, too. <laughs> yeah, because we tend to ramble on. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. All right, so housekeeping's over, so let's do some tasty time up front. Yeah. Tasty time. So as this launches, we will be wrapping up the Fandom Foodies hashtag food in comics theme of the month. Yeah, and so we're, we're like halfway through the month right now, and there's already been like a ton of awesome submissions. This is the theme um, that I'm hosting because I love... I love comics, um, and I, some of you might remember in past episodes um, that I've talked about, you know, foodie comics and all. And so this has been really great. Um, Storybook Cook on Instagram has uh, posted some great photos um, with food and comics, and Onion Chopping Ninja has submitted uh, some great recipes um, focused on manga, and it's been really fun. Yeah, it definitely has. Like, I've loved the stuff people have been cooking. So, yeah, so if you just go on social media and any any place, like, Instagram's a good one because I think a lot of people are posting cool photos and stuff, and just search for um, the hashtag food and comics. You can see some cool stuff. Yeah. And this month, it's going to be hosted by me, and it'll be um, Food of the Gods, Gods and Goddesses in Mythology. So that sounds like it'll be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Like, old mythology, but also, like, new interpretations of it. Get some Percy Jackson in there. Yeah, some <laughs> Thor. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that seems like it'll be pretty fun, and people seem like they're excited about it, so. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. And I kind of along the lines of, um, I guess going back to the food and comics thing, uh, there was a past Tasty Time where I mentioned a comic called Brave, Brave Chef Brianna, and do you remember yeah so uh, yes the, this infamous comic i think because like it started off it started off well and then it took a dark turn that would like we weren't really happy with where the storyline was going yeah and i feel so this is kind of like a i don't know what this me talking bringing it up would be called but like i i feel a responsibility to just say something about it because it's kind oh, of oh is this a redaction <laughs> No, no, no. It, well, it's kind of been eating at me for months, like since last oh. year. 
Um, but it's like, oh, maybe I can just pretend like it doesn't exist or whatever. But so when I brought it up for Tasty Time, it was an excitement before it was released because cool, it's a chef, uh, a chef. It's a comic about a, a chef who, and it's like, it's basically it's like food and fantasy, like a chef who moves to a, a town of monsters and opens up a restaurant. Woohoo! That sounds really fun. Yeah, it's a great premise. But upon reading the full series. And so finishing it, um, I was supremely disappointed, and it kind of makes me angry too. <laughs> like I, I don't, anyway. So I just want, just in case there are people, like I, I don't want this comic series to have my recommendation. Like I, I don't want to keep talking about it, but like I kind of felt a responsibility yeah. to say we, we don't recommend Brave Shift Brianna. If you're curious, maybe find it at the library, but don't spend money on it, please. <laughs> yeah, like, just the story's really tone-deaf and problematic, and so, like, you know, it's it's a great pr- premise, but it just didn't... It's really disrespectful the, for the, other the, cultures. The mess is it's yeah. not a good message. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that, that's... However... <laughs> that. <laughs> well, there's that. So, it, well, rather than this food comic... Um, I believe Diana is talking about a food comic that she does recommend today. Yes, a really so great one. <laughs> Go into something positive. <laughs> So Japan knows how to do food. They know how to do food in their fiction. And their manga, their comics, um, is no exception. Like, they have a whole subgenre, basically, of comics or manga about food. And so the one I'm talking about today is called Delicious in Dungeon. And in Japan, it's called Dungeon Meshi, which just means dungeon food. Um, and it's by Ryoko Kui. And it was started in 2014, I believe, uh, and it's still going. Uh, in the U.S., it is published through Yen Press, and the end of May will be the release of Volume 5 in America. Um, in Japan, they are already have six volumes, with a seventh coming out later this year. Um, and it's just so much fun. It is, as the name suggests, it takes place in a dungeon, uh, but there's a group of adventurers who, at the very beginning of the series, of the story, they lose one of their party members to the belly of a red dragon. Oh, and, dear. Yeah, and so that character, right <laughs> before she's eaten, she, like, warps them out. She's a, a spellcaster, so she, like, warps them all out of the dungeon so they can be safe, but she doesn't make it. And she's the sister of one of the other party members. Um, and so they... So he and a couple of the other members of the party decide that they are going to go back into the dungeon because they have a time window before the that girl is digested. <laughs> so they have like a month, I think, or something. So their goal is to go back into the dungeon, go yeah, you know, down. Save her from the belly of the dragon. Yeah. To the belly of the earth. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and the whole, so the, where the food comes in is because they can't keep 
leaving the dungeon to go get more supplies. They have to, you know, they're on a time crunch. They have to keep going down the levels of the dungeon. So they decide they're going to eat from the dungeon, like the the creatures and monsters and, and things that they encounter. They're going to rough it in the dungeon. Uh, but they haven't had experience with that. So then they meet another character named Senshi, who's a dwarf, who has basically been living in the dungeon for years and knows the ins and outs, and he's a great chef. So that's the story, basically. <laughs> is eating their way through the dungeon. Excellent. So they literally yeah. found their dungeon master's guide <laughs> yeah. in a dwarf <laughs> who will teach them what to do. I love this. I, I think it's so fun. I think a lot of times you see, like, you know, adventure things. They're going through forests and mountains. But I think, like, like a literal dungeon is, like, a whole new landscape. Yeah, it's really and, like, cool. I, I, yeah, and, like, I, I wouldn't even know, like, what kind of ingredients you can expect to find in a dungeon. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got man-eating plants, which Ooh. was made into a fruit tart. <laughs> We've got walking <laughs> mushrooms, mandrake roots that was made into a kakeage, which is, like, a tempura, like, a vegetable tempura kind of thing. We've got green slime, living armor... And I'm like looking at the backs of the of my manga volumes because they show the <laughs> uh, we got kelpies, which is the um, man-eating water horses, living pictures. Kelpies, which, that's cute. I know. <laughs> living pictures is like the paintings that you can actually go in and like experience the the scene that is depicted. And if there's food, you can eat the food. Um, but then if they find out, if the inhabitants of the picture find out that you don't belong there, then they'll, like, explode. You know, they'll, like, attack you. So, <laughs> anyway. And there's go- there are golems. Uh, there's treasure insects. And, yeah, it's just really good. Mermaids. But they don't eat the mermaids because <laughs> they're too humanoid. Um, giant frogs. Yeah. It's, oh, it's that's good. That's really. Yeah. Um, and there are ghosts and stuff, but they, they don't, they can't eat the ghosts, obviously. But they were <laughs> obviously, so what, yeah. Well, but one of the foods they act—it's its kind of like a shaved ice kind of frosted treat that they made by swinging it through some ghosts <laughs> because ghosts are oh. freezing, and so they <laughs> they put some like I holy water, that. like holy water, like just a mixture of ingredients into a jar, and then like swung it around, and it dispelled the ghosts. But then afterwards. The contents of the jar was like it was became frosty, like a frosty tree. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so they were all just like trying ghosts to are natural refrigeration. I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so that yeah. this sounds so, things so like delightful and creative and whimsical. Yeah, I, yeah, this sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, um, and it's it's gained you know a following. I was really lucky to snag a copy of. The Dungeon Meal Guide for Adventures, which is a dungeon, meshy or delicious and dungeon fan book, like cookbook art book. Um, I I don't know if it's available anymore. I checked um, from where I got it, and I I didn't see it available. But uh, but I'll put a like information about it on the on our website. Um, but yeah, it's like twenty. Yeah, this sounds like the series is just like begging for a cookbook. So <laughs> yeah, really. So uh, um so. Nico or Nico Coco on Twitter um, is an artist and, and uh, put together this fan fanzine, like fan cookbook, uh, with twenty different artists. So there are twenty different illustrations uh, inspired by 
the the manga, and then there are twenty different recipes based on the manga as well. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then you, and one of the artists, um, Pixlotl on uh, Instagram, I'll put a link to that too. Has a, a print that I that I got um, a fan artwork for Dungeon Meshi that that I was able to get. That's from the cookbook. Um, so yeah, I'll put links to those because they're just fun things. You know, people inspired by the series. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward. It's still relatively new. I mean, like as far as manga are concerned, like five, six, seven volumes is kind of short. Like, so I'm hoping that it'll <laughs> it'll keep going uh, much longer. Um, there isn't there hasn't been an anime adaptation yet, which a lot of manga get adopted into anime. Uh, but I could totally see this being one because it's foodie, oh, yeah, it it's like adventure, it... fantasy, like. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, definitely. At some point, it's adapted into an anime. Um, but yeah, so some of the recipes that I have made are even before we got our shipment of like when we moved here to Germany. Before we got our shipment of like our household goods, um, I did bring a copy of it was volume two of delicious and dungeon. Like I brought that with me in my carry on. <laughs> so I had that to read and then I was like, Oh, I really want to like make one of these recipes. And so I ended up making golem field fresh lunch. It's like cabbage and carrots and some pork. Um, but we learn in delicious and dungeon that golems make great vegetable patches. What they're composed of, their soil and everything has a perfect nutrients for growing vegetables. And so essentially the dwarf, he has this system, it's kind of like a symbiotic thing because it's good for the golems too, um, where he like plants, <laughs> he plants vegetables on them and then harvests them later and it doesn't harm the golems at all. It's actually really I good, good for them. I <laughs> love this crazy ecosystem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the whole ecosystem yeah, is so really cool in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, and Senshi, like he, the way he does it is that yeah, he, he's kind of like in harmony with the the ecosystem. Like he doesn't take more than he should, or like he, yeah, he. It's very cool. Like the the dungeon is its own character, like its own entity, its own world. So I made that like uh, the golem uh, field fresh meal. And then for this episode, I decided to make from volume 4 some onion flatbread or onion focaccia. Like in the in the book it's it's like um pizza dough with onions on it. And I was like, "Oh, focaccia would be kind of cool to to do with that." Delicious. Yeah. And then um and then they also have dragon dragon meat with it. So I just like like seared a steak and and I made this uh, like raspberry balsamic with a little bit of spice, this like sauce to drizzle all over everything. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so that that was that was kind of cool um, to make. And also, so there are treasure insects, and I know it sounds tar- terrible, but they they eat them. Like so, it's these oh, no. they look like coins and jewels, but they fake out adventurers and can end up killing them. Um, so anyway, but the the main characters, they come across them, and then Senshi knows how to, the dwarf knows how to cook them. So it made me think of, like, little fried potato coins, like, or, like, little, you know, discs of fried oh, potatoes. So that's okay, something yeah, that I, can, I, I can see that. want to make. Like, I've kind of experimented a little bit, but I want to make that. So I'll post that. So I'll make it at some point and then, you know, add it to our recipe links. And then today I actually made some kakeyage, which was in volume one. Uh, they make it out of mandrake roots, 
so I don't have mandrake roots. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I made you don't it have with, mandrake roots. I know what's wrong with it. <laughs> I, I'm all out. I had to leave them back in the states. No, just kidding. <laughs> so I just I use various root vegetables like taro and carrot and onion and sweet potato and yucca. Um, oh, and just, excellent. Yeah, so you just kind of like julienne them uh, and then make a tempura batter. In the in the book, um, they use an egg in their tempura batter, um, which sometimes, I mean, there are different ways to make tempura, but uh, often there's no egg, but um, but this one does call for an egg. Um, so anyway, so I was experimenting with that, and, and I kind of like, like how it turned out. Um, so I'll share that, too. Uh so yeah, so there's a lot of yeah, uh, sounds, fun recipes. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and in the volumes, they don't give like necessary real world ingredient measurements. Like they'll say a little bit of like dungeon slime or whatever, and so yeah, it's a kind a of recipe a where you of have this, to a dash of that. You have to kind of feel it out. Yeah, and like imagine what the real world equivalent would be if you you know if you if it's a recipe that you want to make, you kind of have to. Yeah, translate it into like real world ingredients and stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's really cool. And then they make the recipes with the idea of helping their bodies have energy to keep going through the the dungeon. Um, so the recipes will have like a little graph kind of to say like this is high in protein or high in carbohydrates or something. So that's kind of cool too. But anyway, <laughs> that is delicious in dungeon, and I super recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, and it sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I think I would like to check it out. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Mm-hmm. What have you got in store for us? I'm talking about Death Note. Dun, dun. I'm going to take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already seen it, and I think a lot of people have. I'm kind of late to the party. Um, it was on Netflix a long time ago, and I watched the first episode, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and then they took it down. But it's back on Netflix, so I've been like blowing through episodes. And it's a super fun series. It was a manga first, and um, now there's an anime, and there's a, there's an American movie that I kind of want to check out afterwards um like a horror director adam wingard directed it who i really like he did your next and the guest and lakeith stanfield's in it from atlanta and from get out and he is playing l and i think he would make a great l but anyway side note the anime itself um i'm really enjoying and so um i'll give like a little synopsis if you're not familiar so there are these Japanese death gods called Shinigami, and they have these notebooks, and one of them just, you know, is pretty bored hanging out in, you know, heaven or hell or wherever he is all day, and drops this notebook for a human to find, and who finds it is a college student named Light, and it's a it's a death note, so you can write names in it, and that that person will die. And there's all these rules around it, like you can write the method of their death, you can write the time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Light thinks this is wonderful. He decides to just start killing people left and right, um, mostly criminals. He has this idea that if he kills all the criminals in the world, he can rule over a utopia. He has some kind of, like, wild idea of what to do. But surprisingly, you know, killing, like, thousands of criminals attracts attention, so the police force <laughs> starts, you know, looking for this person. It happens to be his dad. 
His dad is yes, in yes, place. yeah. I know it's very like um, makes it tricky. It's a very tangled situation. Yeah. So his mm-hmm. his dad's the police chief, and they get this um, kind of lone wolf detective named L to track him down. And so like everything that ensues is like a cat and mouse game. There's all these twists and turns, and it's um, it's super fun. And I'm only halfway through the series. Um, we just started season two. I'm like, oh, this is different. There's a new theme song. I don't know what's going on. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I know it like it escalates from here, so I can't wait to see how it ends. But I'm really enjoying it. Like you know, it's a little dark, of course, because there's um, you know a lot of lot of murder. But it's also like there's there's funny parts, and like the characters are so interesting. Like Light is kind of like almost a sociopath. You know, he's very like cool mm-hmm. and calm and collected, and like has his you know, mission that he's on. And then L is like very focused, but he's an interesting character. He's almost like feral, you know, he like mm-hmm. doesn't wear shoes and his hair's all crazy. And he just like, he sits in the little ball all day watching surveillance and coming up with theories and stuff. And, um, a lot of the food comes in. So while L's doing his detective work, he's always eating sweets. He, they're, they're in this hotel. And so he keeps having like, cakes delivered and donuts and i don't know uh one at one point he eats on on mitsu the um which we talked about which is like um the cubes of of jelly with fruit and ice cream and you can drizzle the mitsu sauce which is kind of like molasses yeah so he's eating stuff all day mm-hmm. um some of the other food in the series is the shinigami which the the death god who's hanging around with light his name is ryuk he looks terrifying but he acts like a puppy <laughs> he, he's just kind of like hanging around all day with this like like goofy expression and he loves to eat <laughs> apples so light is always feeding him apples and so he's just like chomping on apples all day and nobody can see him except for light so like whenever you know it's just these like apples floating in the air and being (laughs) chomped down one of my favorite food scenes in the series comes pretty early on light has a very busy schedule as a student he goes to school all day and then he comes home and studies and he only has from i think like eight in the evening till midnight to kill people so (laughs) he's very busy so he's been doing this like in the evening just like scribbling down names but he realizes his house is under surveillance by L, so he has to come up with some way to kind of both throw him and also continue his killing spree. So what he does is he takes a bag of chips and he puts it in his room and he has, the way he's finding the names of the criminals is by like watching watching TV and, you know, finding them on the news. So he puts like a tiny TV into this bag of chips <laughs> and he's sitting at his desk like pretending to study and so he's he's narrating his plan, and there's like this really dramatic music playing. He's like, "I will sit at my desk and I will do my homework. I will eat a chip, jump." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, as the music swells, yeah. So I I love that. It's hilarious. So yeah, for a very dark series, it does need like some some comic relief. So that was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, so because I liked that scene so much, I decided to kind of mash that up with the with the apples which are, you know, so like iconic and symbolic in this series. So, for my recipe, I decided to do apple chips, but I wanted to use like a very Japanese ingredient to kind of give them a little twist. So, I started looking around for stuff and I decided to use kanako, which is um, roasted soybean flour, mm. and it's used in a lot of Japanese 
recipes like sweets and that type of thing like dongo or the little dumplings you know um like they put like the little balls on a stick there's an emoji um, yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah they usually dust them with that that's like pretty common um remember when everybody was like making those raindrop cakes oh yeah yeah i think that was like one of the toppings for them mm-hmm. yeah so it's just yeah, like it a, like a yeah, it's like a roasted flour, and then you can sweeten it, so I added brown sugar to it, and it has, like, oh, the flavor is delicious. It's, like, really nutty, and, you know, since it's got fat in it, it's, like, also, like, a little rich, you know, so what I did is, like, just thinly sliced the apples and, you know, put them on a baking sheet, and then I sprinkled them with this tinaco flour mixed with brown sugar, mm-hmm. and then just, like, slowly bake them for a few hours, and, yeah, they came out delicious. They were, like, nice mm-hmm. and crispy, but they had that just, like... The Kanako gave it that, like, je ne sais quoi, you know, <laughs> just, like, a nice flavor. That sounds great. So it's, yeah, so it's really good, and that was, like, a fun thing. I was pretty happy with that, because, like, the apples in the series, like, they're all over the place, but it's all in, like, they're in the, um, the theme song as well, but, like, we've talked many times in this podcast about, like, apple symbolism of being, like, symbolic of, like, temptation yeah. and that type of thing, and so, for- like, it, it like, it's really well. Foreshadowing for, like the scene changes like um i'm trying to remember now but yeah there was there was a lot of really interesting insight with apples like yeah like who who's having the apple (laughs) like yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah i love the idea because uh when i was a kid i loved eating apple chips and so like just imagining them with the the soybean powder the kinako and the um, brown sugar. Now you just need to put them in a bag with a tiny television, and you're all set. <laughs> I know, yeah, and then I can kill people left and right, and no one will suspect. With, with dramatic music playing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how I live my life. Yes, I'm, I'll be sitting, like, you know, typing up my recipe with dramatic music playing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love, that's a really clever, like, the more I think about it, that's a super clever recipe, because it's the three main characters... It's Ryuk and his love of apples, and then this the memorable scene with light and the chip bag of chips, and then the sweetness. And then like L sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's like something they could yeah, all very... enjoy together. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple, but yeah, it fits all three. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. Cool. I would also like to try my hand, like so. That was, like, an interpretation, but, like, mm-hmm. I would like to take something straight from it, which is the the Anmit, too, because I think yeah. we talked about this um, on our Sailor Moon episode, because mm-hmm. it's, like, um, Sailor um, Mercury's favorite tree, oh, you know, and it's it, just, yeah. like, a pretty common thing, and it's really pretty. Like, if you look up pictures online, you know, it looks really nice, and you can put all kinds of stuff in it, so I would like to try, and it's a good summer dish, and now that it's, like, getting warm, I'm like, hmm... I want to try this at some point, so I would like to make that as well. There's another show on Netflix. It's a Japanese live-action uh, series, but I can't. I don't know if it's Kintaro, the Salary Man, or it's Sweet. I can't. I can't remember the title now. But it's about a, a like a, a an office guy, um, and he loves sweets. And so, like the first episode is about him, like going to this. Uh, cafe and order. I'm pretty sure he orders on Mitsu because, and he just like, yeah, he talks about the all the different ingredients and how they work together, and then the the sauce, like the sweetness, and they're like two different kinds of sauce. Anyway, that might be worth it <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna oh, attempt know. to make yeah, it. Like maybe check out the episode and just see how like intense. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, just get that take on it. Wax poetic about it. Yeah, no, like that it, sounds interesting. It's really funny, and but yeah, very very much. You know, the, the, again going back to like Japan, and they they love food and and they respect food too. Like it's really interesting. They're just just the Japanese view of food, but that's I know, that's really cool. like no coincidence that like we both picked something Japanese for our first. Yeah, because it's the best. Yeah, foray into. Oh, and I just watched... This is like a side note, but it has to do with Death Note. Last night, I was watching some Gumball on Cartoon Network, (laughs) The Amazing World of Gumball, and the episode I watched was like a parody on Death Note. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Where this character who loves to write... She loves anime, and she loves to write fan fiction and stuff, but she found Mm -hmm. this magic notebook that like fell off the back of a truck (laughs) out of a van, and... um, and she started writing fan fiction in it, like romance fan fiction of people in the town, and it started coming true. <laughs> so, but it was like it was supposed to be like That's death note, but it turned out to be like the shipping love the note, ship note, yeah, love note. So anyway, <laughs> that was off topic. That's pretty but fun. funny. That's pretty fun. <laughs> so yeah, so because so because we have this new format. Um, and so we're both we both share something that is exciting to us kind of like in the moment we won't always know ahead of time what we're going to share for the next episode but we right. so that might be we might i think you mentioned maybe we could call that like wild card or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i do think on, on like i've been reflecting and like trying to think ahead i, I think i do know what i'm going to talk about next time so I'll just kind of put it, I'll put it out there. No, I will. I will talk about this next time. Okay. I'll cement yeah, it in. Commit. So Mary, right. Mary and the Witch's Flower. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. for that. And the, and the book, The Little Broomstick, that it's based on. So film, so I'll be talking about the, the film, Mary and the Witch's Flower, and the book, The Little Broomstick. So that'll be. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. I'm excited for that. Well, I I had an idea of what I was going to do, but I'm going to still leave it up in the air because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I might, because it's a comic, so I wanted to do it for this month, Food and Comics, but um, I may shift gears, so mm-hmm. I'm going to hold back for now. Okay. It's a wild card. Wild card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. But we will, once we do know, we'll um, share about it on our social media I, yes. I think, yeah. Yeah. So you can check on our website. We are fictionkitchenpodcast.com and we will post notes for this um, episode as well as links to the recipes. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Twitter at FKPod and Instagram at Fiction Kitchen Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.